the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today's news, God's Word, and your thoughts. This is Bob Bernie Live. I don't have some kind of agenda, and I'm not trying to convince you of anything. And the only time I bring this up is if it is in the news. I don't go looking for it, but if it's in the news, I'll report it to you. What am I talking about? Alcohol and Christians. All right, I know that many of you disagree with me, and that's okay, and I keep saying it, and I mean it. I'm not going to judge you. I hope you don't judge me. Uh, I've made my position on social drinking very clear. Do I condemn people who don't agree with me? No, I do not. I just choose to disagree. So like I said, I never bring it up unless it's in the news. And it's in the news. The senior pastor of 5,500-member Highland Presbyterian Church in Dallas, a fairly conservative Presbyterian megachurch in Dallas, Texas, died on October 26th. That was quite a while ago. I remember the story. I think I reported it to you. He died in his sleep. And no one understood. He's 44 years old. He was a runner. He was an athlete. He was in tip-top physical shape. And he died in his sleep last October at the age of 44. Well, the report is now finished. The autopsy toxicology results, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And the, uh, the cause of death is alcohol and prescription medication. Now, here is something very, very important. The doses of medication that he was on were not in excess. There was no indication whatsoever that he abused the pills or the medication. He took the prescribed dose. He was on an anti-anxiety medication, and he was on a prescription painkiller. Again, I want to make this clear. There's no indication that he abused either one of these medications, or he overdosed on the medication. According to family members and friends, on the evening that he died, he had several families over to his house, 
and I'm quoting. Uh, Well, in fact, let me quote exactly from the family. The evening before his death, Brian, which was his first name, hosted family and friends at his home for dinner and drinks. Early the next morning, Brian was found unresponsive in his home. An autopsy report obtained by the Dallas Morning News indicated the medical examiner ruled his death an accident and attributed it to mixed drug toxicity to include alcohol. Now, did he get drunk as a skunk on top of these prescription medications? Uh Uh-uh. Nope. Nope. In fact, those that were at the party of dinner and drinks indicated that he drank reasonably and responsibly. But the mixture of the alcohol and the two prescription drugs turned out to be fatal. The uh, the authorities emphasized, quote, the findings do not mean that drugs or alcohol were abused or overdosed or anything untoward or improper occurred. For inexplicable, in, pardon me, for inexplicable reasons, Brian's otherwise healthy body reacted in a surprising, sudden, an abnormal manner resulting in his death. So I want to make it clear. There is no indication that he abused alcohol. He didn't abuse the drugs. They were prescription drugs. He was taking them in their proper dosages. But here's the danger with alcohol. No one really knows how an individual is going to respond to alcohol, and it is now absolutely scientifically proven, and I'm quoting from dozens of new studies, there is no such thing as a, what's the word I'm looking for, a healthy dosage, a safe dosage of alcohol. We now know that all alcohol consumption is somewhat harmful. For most people, it's not a big deal. For most people, it will not really cause problems. But there's no such thing as a safe amount of alcohol. And again, I um, I want to be clear on this, balanced and objective. There is no indication that he took an overdose of these drugs, and then got drunk. No indication of that at all. He was responsible in the dosage of drugs that he took, and he did not overindulge in alcohol. He and family and friends just got together for dinner and some drinks. And the conclusion, it was not the medication, the prescription medications that killed him. He would not have died had alcohol not been 
added to the mix. And I will simply leave it there. Let me emphasize again, I'm not on some kind of crusade. I'm not on some kind of campaign. I don't wake up in the morning and say, I hope I can find some stories about alcohols I can shove down the throat of my listeners. Uh Uh-uh. Nope. But when it's in the news, I report it. Okay. And, and, And I know the other side. Well, Bob just doesn't. It was freak. Yeah, it was. This hardly ever happens. Yeah, that is very true. Yeah, very true. Okay, enough. I'll I'll leave it at that. Uh, The liberal left wants to control more and more and more of your life. A California Democrat state senator has introduced a bill that would force all autos sold in California with, quote, Speed-limiting technology. Yeah, talk about an increase in cost. The legislation would mandate technology preventing vehicles from driving more than 10 miles per hour over the speed limit. You imagine how many millions of dollars this is going to take? There's going to have to be new technology put into the cars. There's going to have to be new technology put into the state roadway system so that some kind of signal can be sent from the roadways to your car so you know what the speed limit is, and then the vehicle will not be able to drive over 10 miles an hour over the speed limit. Well, you know, what if it's an emergency and you're trying to get to the hospital? Too bad. The control that the liberal left wants is unending. Uh, Will this pass in California? Probably. Probably. It's all about control. All right. Final break. My number, 877-BOB-LIVE. We'll come back. Wrap things up. Stay tuned. to come to your church. Find out how to host a CrossPower weekend at crosspower.net. Anybody want to guess how many Holocaust survivors are still alive? This is 80 years ago. 80 years ago. How many Holocaust survivors are still alive? Well, I never would have guessed this, but approximately 245,000 are still alive. Now, that number is dropping rapidly, obviously, because all of those that are alive today were children at the time of the Holocaust. Again, it was 80 years ago. 245,000 Jewish survivors still living in more than 90 countries. According to a brand new report revealed Tuesday of this week, 
Uh, 49% are living in Israel, 18% in Western Europe, 16% in the United States, 12% in in countries that used to make up the former Soviet Union. 245,000. Quote, their numbers are quickly dwindling as most are very old, often frail health. The median age of Holocaust survivors is 86. 20% are older than 90. 61% are women. 39% are still alive. Obviously, 96% of these survivors are child survivors who were born after 1928. And then some incredible statistics. In Poland, in 1939, there were 3.3 million Jews living in Poland. 300,000 survived. Three million died. Of the 3.3 million Jews living in Poland, three million of them were were killed, executed. Uh, This is surprising. I thought it was a higher number. 560,000 Jews lived in Germany. I thought that was much higher. 560,000. Uh, At the end of World War II, their numbers were less, fewer than 15,000. I guess with what we know about the SS and the Nazis, I guess I'm a little surprised that uh, there were even 15,000 who survived World War II in uh, Germany. And then the misplaced compassion unintended consequences file. And yes, this is misplaced compassion. Headline, we're pressing pause on electric vehicles, Asheville, North Carolina mayor says. Yeah. Asheville, North Carolina, in compassion for the planet, decided they were going to move their entire bus fleet as soon as possible from diesel or biodiesel to electric. So to begin the process, they purchased five electric buses in 2018 for $5 million. What? A million dollars apiece for a bus? Uh Uh-huh, yeah. But they love the planet. They have compassion for Mother Earth. So they purchased five electric buses in 2018 for $5 million. In addition, they had to spend more than $200,000 to build vehicle chargers. Yeah. In addition to that, they had to spend $118,000 annually to lease the bus batteries. Say what? They spend a million dollars for the bus, and then they got to pay another $118,000 to lease the battery? And then an additional $45,481 every year just to charge the five buses. Yeah, that adds up to a whole bunch of money. 
However, only one of the buses is still running. Yeah, of the five, only one is running. The other four are parked. They can't get parts. They're unreliable. Yeah. So the mayor of Asheville, North Carolina, said, and I quote, we're pressing pause on electric vehicles for the city of Asheville. And they're going back to their dependable diesel buses. Yeah. Oops. Oh, my goodness. Uh Uh-huh. Misplaced compassion, unintended consequences. And then there's this really, really quick. Uh, New Jersey, about three years ago, passed the nation's most stringent ban on plastic bags. No more plastic bags. Only reusable bags. Well, I don't have time to go into the details. What is the result? Since they passed the nation's most stringent ban on plastic bags, it has resulted, quote, in a nearly three times increase in plastic consumption in New Jersey. So in other words, the the effort to save the planet has had exactly the opposite result. And it's kind of a complicated thing. They can use plastic bags that are reusable, non-woven polypropylene plastic and so on. The problem is nobody wants to use them. And so they put them in their basement. They don't use them. They get dirty. They can't really wash them very well. And every time they go to the grocery store, they get more reusable bags. And as a result, they're using three times more plastic in New Jersey than before they decided to save the planet. Yeah. Uh, you got to love what happens on the left. Hey, thank you for joining me. I appreciate it so much. Have a great evening. But please remember whose you are. Listen. Listen. Think. Think. Discern. Discern. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.